Welcome back to our look at 2 Corinthians. This is chapter 1, week 1, day 3. We're looking at verses 8 to 11 today. We're talking together about how servants survive despair, a feeling of not knowing where to turn, not knowing what's next, and being honest that Paul had that feeling, that God's servants have that feeling sometimes. The question isn't whether you have that feeling or not. The question is what do you do with the feeling when it comes? We saw yesterday that one of the things we realize is that God comforts us. God comforts us when we feel like we don't know where to turn. So we turn to Him. When you don't know where to turn, you turn to Him. When you don't know what's next, you turn to Him. God wants to comfort us, but He also wants to do something else. He wants to deliver us. Listen to verses 8 and 9. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. In these verses, Paul gives a very insightful description of the feelings we face in the midst of burdensome trials, the feelings that I'm I'm describing as despair. He says, I felt pressure, I felt despair. I felt this sense of pressure far beyond my ability to endure. I can't make it through this one. I don't know what to do next. And then he says, I felt despair. I despaired even of life. I didn't know if I was going to make it through. I didn't know if I was going to even live through this. Far beyond our ability to endure. That's what brings that feeling. There's nothing more frightening than facing something you know you can't handle. It's like being told you have to wrestle a grizzly bear next week. And all week long, you think about the fact of, I can't handle that. I read a while back, there's a test now to determine if you get a certain degenerative nerve disease 30 years before you'll get it. Most people are refusing to take the test. They don't want to know 30 years in advance. They want to live their life. Who wants to live with 30 years of worry about something? This feeling of despair is the feeling, I want to give up. I'm certain of disaster. I'm without hope. Paul expresses the fact that he didn't feel like living anymore because of this. He had a terrible burden. He had some hopeless feelings. He had some feelings of despair. What did he do with those feelings? You see, hopeless feelings can end up in depression or they can end up in dependence. They can end up in depression if I focus in on myself or they can end up in depending on God when I focus on him. We all face these feelings to one degree or another. The question isn't whether you have these feelings or not. The question isn't trying to prevent these feelings. Feelings are feelings. You have them. The question is, how do you survive them? We recognize that in those feelings, God still offers us a choice. He offers us the choice to depend on him. And Paul chose to depend on God. He says, out of this, I decided I'm not going to rely on myself. That's why God let this happen, he says. I'm not going to rely on myself. I'm going to rely on God. We can either give up or we can give in to God. It was Lincoln who said, I've often been driven to my knees in prayer because I had nowhere else to go. And I I like what Warren Wearsby said about our trials. When God puts his children into the furnace, he keeps his hand on the thermostat and his eye on the thermometer. God knows what you're going through. And God is there. God is there as you turn to him. He knows the pressure. He knows the feeling of despair. People who have hope can handle tremendous pressure They can even live with pressure day after day after day. Now, why in the world would God even allow this? Why would he allow us to get into situations where we feel despair, where we feel like giving up? Because 
because he wants us to look to him for strength rather than just to ourselves. Because those very circumstances that cause us to have feelings of despair are when we walk into places where we're serving God and making a difference in ways that are above and beyond our abilities. And that often causes us to feel hopeless. I can't do this, God. Because he knows that when we do depend on him, we find a power and a purpose to live for that's far above and beyond our human hopes and dreams. Where do you find hope? It's not just trusting in God's comfort. That's half of it. We looked at that yesterday. It's trusting in God's comfort, but it's also in the fact that God delivers. God comforts, but he also delivers. He's the one, Paul says, who raised the dead. And then verses 10 and 11, listen to what he says. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope and he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Paul says God's gonna deliver us. Deliverance results in hope. Deliverance means Well, if you take a pizza and you deliver it, what do you do? You take it from one place to another place. God's going to deliver you out of this problem. He's going to take you out of the problem and deliver you into a place of blessing. Now, when will that happen? Well, I'll tell you, certainly it'll happen when we go to heaven. All of our problems will be delivered from when we get to heaven. And some of our problems we won't be delivered from till we get to heaven. But that's not the whole truth because there are many problems you face in this life. You'll be delivered from those problems even in this life. The problems of a temptation in your life or the problems of a habit that's eaten you up in your life or the problems of a relationship or the problems of someone who's persecuting you or the problems of a ministry that just can't begin to work and they're burdened over that. God will deliver many times in this life. Here's how Paul said it. He has delivered us and he will deliver us and he will continue to deliver us. Did you notice that in verse 10? He has, he will, he will continue to. That's where Paul set his hope. Set your hope on the fact that he will deliver you. Now, don't miss this. Paul says, I set my hope on that. Paul didn't just wait for hope to happen to him. He determined to set his hope on the God who delivers. The question isn't, do you have hopeful circumstances right now? The question is, Who are you setting your hope on right now? Hope is not in your circumstances. It's in a person. It's in the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus. It's in God's Spirit. Where is your hope set? That's your choice. Hope doesn't accidentally happen to people. Hope is set by our choosing to depend on him. He has, he will, he will continue to deliver. That's where I'm setting my hope. Deliverance results in hope. It also results in praise. God doesn't just deliver us for our pleasure. He delivers us for his glory. So Paul says in verse 11, I'm confident that praise will go to God because of the way we're trusting him right now. So the next time circumstances become burdensome and you wonder, how am I going to get out of this one? How am I going to make it through this one? You can legitimately, scripturally say to yourself this prayer to the Lord. Well, Lord, You certainly have an opportunity to glorify yourself this time because he does. Jesus, remember, looked at the death of his close friend Lazarus and said, it's an opportunity for God's glory. Now, I can't promise you, I can't prophesy for you exactly how God's going to deliver you, exactly the timing in which he's going to deliver you. I do know it's often in unexpected ways. 
I do know that God's deliverance often comes in ways that we have to wait for longer than we would like. But I also know sometimes it comes quicker than we'd imagine. And I know sometimes it's more miraculous than we could have ever dreamed. However it comes, whenever it comes, the truth is it will come. God will deliver you, either now or in heaven, either immediately or someday or that day. He is a deliverer. That's what he does. He will deliver you, and that's where you set your hope. So let's set our hope right now. Father, it's so easy to get focused on the circumstances around me. It's so easy to feel like I'm going under. How am I going to make it through this one? And even feelings of feelings of despair or of loneliness can overwhelm us in ways that all we think about are the feelings. Lord, help us to lift our eyes above the circumstances, lift our eyes above our feelings, and look at you right now. You have, you will, you will continue to deliver. You're a God of hope. And so we choose right now. Instead of allowing our feelings to be set by the circumstances that are around us, we choose in this moment, and we might need to choose this a thousand times today, we choose in this moment to set our hope on you. We trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to see what happens when God says yes. Yes.